Welcome to the Latchkey Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra and he sucks, I'm gay, I'm out. Um. This is our second installment of Sand Tumblr 2022. So far, it has kicked off with a roar with two <laughs> super heavy hitters. <laughs> and I'm excited to see what is in store for us next week. Um, but for now, each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled Master of the Remote Control, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner. This week, uh, I am defending a movie that Holland threw into the ring, so let's all just give a round of applause to Holland for wanting this movie to be shown. (laughs) So just I feel like I need to apologize. <laughs> um, so please uh, let all critiques and <laughs> criticisms of this movie be directed towards Holland. Um, remember that everything I say about this movie is in the goal of trying to get as many points as possible. <laughs> we are watching 2007's. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, I I feel I need to issue two formal apologies for drafting this. I apologize to the listeners. Please don't watch this movie. It is so much worse than I thought it was. I seen it I saw it one time 15 years ago in 2007 when I was 15, so my brain was definitely not fully developed yet. Slash I just had no memory, and so I didn't remember how bad it was. And Gray, I would also like to apologize to you, because you have to defend this movie, and you have to have whatever points are assigned to this movie, so I just feel like I want to say that up top, because it truly, I truly, genuinely did not think it was as bad as it is. I don't accept, and I will never forgive you for this. <laughs> and I also didn't realize it was like two hours long. So if it, I mean, at least I had to suffer through it too as punishment. You know, <laughs> there is nothing that enrages me more than having a movie with absolutely no substance last two hours. The only saving grace is that the whatever random ass streaming service we watch this on had the ability where we could watch this on 1.25, 1.5 times speed, which I definitely took advantage of. Same. <laughs> okay, um, let me give a summary of this movie okay. real quick. Okay, go for it. 
Adam Sandler and Kevin James star as the title characters Chuck and Larry, who are two New York City firefighters pretending to be a gay couple in order to ensure their children can receive health care. Which is not true. It's pension benefits. Yeah. Um, however, things go from bad to worse when an agent decides to verify their story. Um, it was released in 2007. So Holland was 15, Allegra was 12, and I was 10. Um, and I guess you saw it in theaters. This is the first time I've ever seen this movie. Oh, no, I'm so Allegra, sorry. <laughs> Allegra, you have had to have had seen this prior or else this doesn't. Yeah, uh, yeah I saw it at a sleepover in high school at my Mormon friend's house. And oh, wow. Very confusing. Checks out. <laughs> How we saw Sur- that there. Yeah, surprised that you saw this at a Mormon person's house. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> they probably didn't even realize, like, half of the context. People weren't super watching it. Um, <laughs> the parents definitely weren't around. I remember being like, when can we go home? We've been here for, like, 16 hours. <laughs> Um, it's like, we had the sleepover last night. It's like 2 p.m. So you watched this movie like the day after? Like the day after a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like. like still at their house and watching this movie? And we were waiting for, someone else's mom was picking us up. Okay. This movie was on in the morning. (laughs) It was like the afternoon, but it was like. This was what your brains were absorbing, (laughs) even subconsciously, as the day began. On like a probably Saturday morning. Honestly, it was probably Maybe Sunday. I just remember being pissed, but not being able to do anything about it. Of like, I want to go home, but our ride is late, and it's like two p.m. and I wanted to be home like four hours ago, <laughs> and now I'm just stuck here watching. And I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry <laughs> with my friend's younger siblings who I don't even know, and I'm just like, this is a nightmare. Oh, no. <laughs> That's such so a weirdly specific, I, like, bad time that, like, I could definitely relate I have to that. never... Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I have never seen this movie, and I think... This movie came out when I was 10, and I think I am a much better human being for ha, for not having seen this movie at such a... Formative Crucial age. point <laughs> of my life. Yeah, um, look at this. I think I am... I would not be the person I am today, or at least I would be severely stunted, um, if I saw this movie when it came out. If you turn um, to your left, you'll see the scoreboard of what makes the three of us uh, better or worse people than another, and Greg clearly has a point in the good person column for not having to have seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> in 2007, as a 10-year-old. And Holland has a point down for making me watch it last night. Yeah. Holland know, has two points down for this movie. She has a point down for seeing this in theaters. And she has a point down for making us watch this again. To be fair, I'm pretty sure so, I saw this in theaters during the year where my friend Tyler and I basically just saw everything in theaters that we could get into as 15-year-olds. And because we didn't have any other friends and all we did was go to the movies on the weekends. Like, it was bad to the point. I feel like I brought this up before. It was so bad that we even saw Norbit in theaters because we didn't have shit to do. And we didn't have other people to hang out with. So I have a feeling this fell under the t- the same category <laughs> as, like, 
It's Saturday morning. We went like Saturday morning, like every weekend to the movies because we were like, I don't know, let's just do something. Let's just see a movie. I like. I'm almost convinced that this is what this movie was. <laughs> Great. So we, you didn't see it with the parents, but did they have thoughts on it? Dad said that he never saw it, and Mom never responded to me. So <laughs> I have a feeling. If I think Dad... it's safe to say Mom has not seen. Yeah, it. if Dad hasn't seen it, I don't think Mom's seen it. So. Uh, Greg, um, do you, um, oh God. Well, forgot I was going to say, never mind. <laughs> well, we've already kind of given some pretext to our first viewings, but let's get into pre-watch. Okay. I can go Colin, first. you can kick us off. Um, yeah, I said, I saw this in movies with Tyler, Adams, Sandler, and Kevin James are friends, but they get married for tax reasons right <laughs> this next note does not apply to this movie but i thought it did kevin james has an electric car company that puts the motor sounds in that's a different kevin james movie i was getting lots of kevin no james movies confused that's not even a kevin james <laughs> yeah movie. it is yeah it is i just looked it up it's kevin james and vince vaughn the dilemma oh i thought it was the owen wilson and vince vaughn movie the interns no so we were okay. we were combining yeah. other things. We knew Vince Vaughn was there though. Um, although I yeah. did it when I wrote these pre-watch notes, obviously. Jessica Beale is here. Adam Sandler love interest, and that's all I got. You're unbelievable. Oh, what? Jessica Beale. You're unbelievable. Um. So. All right. Well, with that, Allegra, kick off your pre-watch <laughs> notes. So I think that the name I now pronounce you, Chuck and Larry, is way too long. So my notes are. Impical. Uh, Kevin James is getting a divorce or something. He doesn't want to lose his kids, I think. So Adam Sandler and him get married for some convenience, but then they have to pretend that they're gay for some reason. I don't know why they have to try to convince people they're gay, but that's the movie. I think Nick Swartzen is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I said, I've never seen this movie before. I'm pretty sure it's about two firefighters who pretend to be gay for the tax write-off or something. Well, you remembered they were firefighters. I, had zero, I clearly did not remember they were firefighters because I thought Kevin James had an electric car company with their motors well, I just remember, I just remember the movie poster where Kevin James is holding Adam Sandler and they're wearing their firefighter gear and their hats, but uh. Adam Sandler is shirtless. God. Oh my god. Okay, could we the CGI I don't know. Adam Sandler abs. I was gonna ask, were those real? Those like were was he in shape well, for the on, longest yard at this time though? Those were photos. Well, but, but guys, no, because when he was in the shower, he was in pretty yeah. he looked pretty fit. He, that's what I and was And then thinking. I think I think for the calendar they just oiled him up and had good lighting so it looked better. Yeah. They could have edited it slightly he, in the calendar, but he looked good in the shot like I don't want to say he yeah. looked good, but he looked in shape in he the shower scene. He did look good. Scene. Okay, no, let's just say it. He looked. Good. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. He looked. He looked. He looked pretty good. Like, like let's let's call a spade a spade. Adam Sandler <laughs> at one point. Let's call a Sandler was like a Sandler. A, a decently, decently attractive dude. I'm not saying you know, this sexiest is how he man alive like here. Oh my god. That's so weird. Which was like, the next year? Fi- like, okay, if you guys ever saw Airheads, he was a pretty cute dude. Yeah, he was pretty cute back in his day. 
And he's and like he's got he's got that like when he is good like in Fifty First Dates and in The Wedding Singer and he's very like genuine he's and ca- charismatic. Earnest, when yes. he's very earnest and just like that is the Adam Sandler that I can get on board with. Adam Sandler yeah, the in this only... movie. I feel like we got to put a pin in that and talk about scores. <laughs> yeah, let's get our scores going, and then we can yeah definitely pull that pin. I would like to preface this with, I did write my scores as soon as the credits started, and I was very upset and reactionary, so... Yeah, I mean, there there are two categories in particular that I'm really going to be gunning for. You might be able... The other ones are kind of left up to the fates. So, nostalgia, I have a one, because I truly did not remember anything about this movie other than the vague premise that's rough uh also same um i i was considering maybe bumping it up to a two just because i know i have seen this movie um yeah maybe i actually honestly maybe i'll bump it up to a two literally right now just because i feel like a one is unfair we've seen the movie the one is usually reserved for i've literally never seen this movie before i have seen it based on my summary you could tell i could still potentially go up but yeah um but two is where we're starting sit through i have a one I hated the entire experience of watching this movie. Um, I have a very generous four. Wow. Because um, I think, I hate to admit this, I think I will tend to agree with Gray, where while Grown Ups was a nothing burger, this was like so infuriatingly bad that at least that kept me more engaged. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely more engaged than grown-ups and that's where i was like you know what i'm really going to be fighting for um is that like yes this movie is not good i don't think it should be like up in the ranks you know i i know it's not going to get an amazing score but like i genuinely at least had a better time than grown-ups and kangaroo jack i i mean actually i would say this is comparable to kangaroo yeah i would say i know they're only a one point difference yeah but like it had a plot yes it actually had a plot people tried to there were there were moments where where i laughed there were a lot more moments where i was repulsed but there were moments (laughs) where i laughed the laughter repulsed Um, uh, ratio i'd like to explore later (laughs) i i do think that like for the most part, Kevin James was pretty, like, neutral. He was neutral. fine. Yeah. 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 And, like, and I do think that the whole, like, character arc of Adam Sandler, while they definitely overdid it in yeah. the first part, they, you know, I think tried to resurrect towards the end, um, but they just Sandlerified it so much that it was, like, really rough in the beginning. Um, and also throughout. Yeah, my sit but there also, will probably go up. My I, again, I said it, I was having, I was very reactionary when I made my scores. So yeah, um, I I was a little bit more. Uh, I wrote the, my scores this morning, so I was a little bit more reflective. I think my sit through would have been lower had there not been an ability to make this go by faster. If yeah, I had watched this yeah. at normal speed, yeah. perhaps it would I have been different. I definitely rode that one point five speed know, for like I the might last even argue fifty minutes of this movie. 
I might even argue, I think that might have even hurt your guys' sit-through ability just because of, like, then the pacing of the movie is off. I know this was a movie just to get through. I'm not saying, like, you know, it's worth all... Honestly, sometimes I, it made it better. I it watched on 1.25 speed. I mostly did 1.25, which really isn't that different. I think it actually made the yeah. jokes quicker. Yeah. There was less just long pauses. Although there I will say, pauses. I did have to slow it down anytime Dan Aykroyd was on the screen. Because I feel like he just talks fast in general. Yeah. So whenever he came off, he I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I have to slow <laughs> it right. down. Appro- okay, appropriate, appropriate for, for children, children, just I give it to have me. A two. I have a very generous three. You know, that's not one of the categories I was really going to fight to. Um, I don't think this is the most offensive movie we've seen, no. but um, I can't recall any others, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, like, there wasn't nudity. I might, mine could go up, because, like, I feel like there maybe wasn't that much swearing. Like, there probably was, but... There's a lot of... There wasn't any nudity, but there was, like, a lot... Of, it was not appropriate it was for not, children. But all of the women as props no, in this I know. movie yeah. was really upsetting. There was, an actual, there was an orgy in this movie. Okay. Does it hold up? I have a two. I have a one. <laughs> yeah, no, that was expected. That's That, <laughs> once again, wasn't the category I was really gunning to uh, improve. Um, this movie aged. But this this last one is the one I think I can at least try and get some mid range points from. Okay, I uh, have... I'm really I'm really fighting for the midfield in this uh, in this race. So I do think this is a very easy movie to follow. I was just gonna say um, before we totally move on from hold up, this movie aged like milk. That was already expired in 2007. <laughs> yeah, like the, that's accurate. Even the politics of the movie in oh. 2007 were pretty baseline. Of like, what is a gay? There was not a single gay person who contributed to this movie. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Can I follow? I'll have you know there there was a cameo from Lance Bass. I did so, see that, uh, and I was like, "Why did he agree to do this? I hope he got paid handsomely." That's my last note. Is all caps. Lance Bass. I just wrote, "Oh my God, Lance Bass! Why did you agree to be in this? I he can only hope you got paid a shit ton." You clearly didn't read the script. They just were like, "Hey, Lance Bass, do you want to sing in our movie?" Yeah. He's like, "Sure." It's a gay wedding. Yeah. Um. Can I follow? So I have a four. Uh, I have a two. Um, a two. You might be able to argue me up, but I will just say the plot, the setup was extremely convoluted. And, and not how anything works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can, we'll get into all of it. Okay, guys. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. work what the in fuck? human resources. I don't know how the state or how firefighter pensions work. <laughs> But I know what it takes to change dependents and beneficiaries, and none of this is yeah, involved. I have a feeling there's not a time limit on 
food on changing your beneficiaries, especially if when your dead. wife dies? They're not, like, they're not. They're still going to be dead in a year. Why is there a time limit on who you can change your beneficiary for your pension? That is not how that fucking works yeah. at all. You could do this at the top of every month every month and also if your beneficiary's dead then you just don't have a beneficiary and that money will go nowhere like that's that's just how that works anyway anyway yeah i mean yeah we talked so we talked about that um (laughs) (laughs) the like i don't know i think they should have i think they should have changed it from wife is dead to wife left him to make it like difficult for yeah, him to change it because they're true. like like if they threw in a loophole of like it needs to be mutual parties or agreeing like, if that that's how it works or whatever or they're going through a messy divorce and like that sort of beneficiary designation is something that's getting tied up yeah it's like a in sticking a messy point divorce. Yeah. yeah they should have or they honestly should, they should have made kevin james canadian yeah. It should have been a, like, because that's. Yeah. Because that is genuinely, genuinely a situation in which people do check up on you unannounced to make sure you are actually in a romantic relationship. Yeah, it should have been a green card thing. Like, our friends um, are in an international relationship. Her husband is Australian. And he was on in the U.S. for, like, a work visa. But even when they started to get married, like, they had to prove. They had to, like, come into a government office and be like, here are all the birthday cards we've written for each other. Here's a bunch of photos we took on Don't a romantic vacation. Don't they, like, come vacation. and visit you in the middle of the night and, like, check to see that the bed is warm to make sure that you're actually, like, yes. a couple and you sleep in the same bed and They've shit like that? They've literally done that to them. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, this, the, yeah, we have a system that exists to make this movie premise happen and this weird insurance bullshit reason, like, it's just confusing and if it weren't the whole premise of the movie, it would have had more, like, disbelief about it. Yeah. But, Uh, like, they, honestly, I don't think I've ever said this about a movie before, but they should have made it more complicated for me to believe that there was an actual problem happening. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Guys, I think you guys are really, really picking at straws right here. I'm just saying that is, that, that is what is making it hard to follow. At least just the general setup is what makes it hard to follow. If it weren't so. I think, okay, if the, if the, like, initial, like, like, governmental logistics weren't like weird everything else is pretty easy to follow it's they have to prove their legitimacy yeah it's just like but it's that's it but it just seems like badly i just feel like if gay people just get married like people don't check up on that you know yeah it's just they're literally they're just getting legally married i know but well at first it was domestic partnership and it was from the pension people who said that's "That's why it wasn't it wasn't just the government legitimizing the marriage it was the pension people going he had a wife he just got married to a guy to change his beneficiary let's make sure this is legitimate also but like 
They forget, you know, like, like think he could have been bisexual. Oh my god, and he could have just said that. Okay, the I was thinking that too. They could have just said they were bisexual. I was like, does nobody know that bisexuality exists only, in this movie? Only Ackroyd, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, every time they're like, you're really gay, right? You you can't be lying. You're gay, right? Wait, what's with all these women you've slept with? You were married to a woman, but now you're gay, and it's like. They can be bisexual. Like, now, <laughs> listen, if they had said I'm bisexual and then people said that to them, I'm like, that's very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> In defense of this movie, that would have ruined the movie. Well, yeah, because it's such a fucking paper thin premise of a movie. You know what I think would have made it ten times better? If it was a... Genuine wrong. Actually in love. And actually fell in love. Marriage of convenience trope. Yes. I don't know if 2007 and Adam Sandler and Kevin James would have been the way to actually act like genuinely carry out that idea. But I but if this was a straight couple of like besties and a friend was like, here, I'll just get married to you and we can do the pension thing, and then they fell in love. Nobody would have batted an eye at it, nope. and I think it would have been better. so much better if it was an actual gay romantic comedy marriage of convenience plot, and they like actually fell in love by being married to each other. But that is not what an Adam Sandler movie would have ever been. <laughs> it's yeah. just the movie that I wanted the whole time I was watching it. You know? Yeah, I totally understand. That's how marriage of convenience uh, romantic plots usually go. Yeah. Is that they do actually fall in love in the end, and it's much more satisfying. Yeah. Not like this. Um, not hold on. Adam hold Sam's. on. We are getting so into the weeds here. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. If you let's to talk more about follow. the movie. <laughs> let's talk about the movie. Well, in the movie, Adam Sam, the their fucking lawyer. Has such an inappropriate relationship with them. Oh, right? Yes. Oh my god, yes. She's her. The, what was what's the term where it's like straight women just like like to use gay men as accessories as like, accessories? As accessories. Is there a term for that? I'm pretty sure there's a term for it. A hag? Well no, that's a, ge- a fact. That's like a, they're a genuine. term of endearment, yeah. yeah. Is it a is it a wig? A wig? I wonder if like, there's an urban like, dictionary. I don't know. Like when when white when not white well maybe but when straight women use gay men as like you know the the token gay friend. I think I think it categorizes the men as wigs or something. I don't remember what it. I know there's a term and I know obviously it's uh, not listeners. Beard, if, if you know the term, thing. please let us know. Um, but yes, yes that's but exactly she's what like, she okay, was. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you have a gay brother. Yeah. You're like, you're you're allegedly like fully, you know, immersed in the LGBTQ community of Brooklyn, and yet you seemingly only know how to interact with these gay men in stereotypes. Yeah. Okay, I checked Urban Dictionary, and, also, and the hag actually is exactly what we're describing. An F word hag. Um, yeah, it's great. You are completely right. You know, it's like maybe it, to me, it gives off the vibe of like 
Nick Schwartzen came out earlier that year, and she's trying really hard to be supportive. Yeah. But he is literally the first gay person she has ever met, and she's trying to act like she knows what she's talking about when she truly does not. Because, like, when she is like, oh, my God, Adam Sandler, you're gay? Let's be best friends. Rub my face. Let's go shopping. I'm just going to take my shirt off. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not immediately stripping in front of my gay friends. Just no. Because, like, just because you're not necessarily attracted to women doesn't mean they want to see you naked. Yeah, I'm not I'm not stripping in front of most of my friends, gay, straight, woman, man, whatever. I'm like... <laughs> also, oh my God. There were so many parts of well, this movie. Well, that's a you problem. <laughs> I don't know. There were so many things I'm, in this movie. I'm stripping in front of all I my friends. I should say, someone I met recently and who I... I am also like their lawyer. Yeah, also <laughs> my client. <laughs> yeah, okay, that also adds like a weird other twist to it. That like she's literally their lawyer. Yeah. Like I don't know what the like client attorney privilege, <laughs> you know, where to. it goes. But like I'm pretty sure it's similar to like a therapist where you have to keep very strong personal boundaries. Yeah. Uh, there are so many points in this movie where I'm like, not a single gay person was consulted. No. Uh, like, they're at My the... boobs are real. Feel them. I promise. No one thinks they're real. I'm like, like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> bitch. Like, you just want attention. Yeah. You are thinking that this gay person quote unquote is just there to boost your own ego yeah. it's so annoying yeah. but like so they're at the costume party and they're having drinks and fucking Nick Swartzen goes so are you the pitcher or the catcher oh my god I'm like that's not what a gay yeah, person dude. in New York would have asked they would have said are you a top or a bottom yeah. and then they go Oh, who's the girl? And they all go, yeah, who's the girl? I know. I was I was immediately expecting them to, like, correct him. Yeah. But instead, like, that yeah. goes on <laughs> throughout the, the movie. movie. Why does everyone think I'm the girl? And I'm like, uh, every single gay man. In 2007, yeah. every single gay man in the club should have been like, we're both men. Is this there why, is no girl? Is this why Prop Eight passed uh, in two thousand eight? This movie is exactly why Prop Eight passed. <laughs> this movie set back LG, the LGBTQ plus community a couple years because it Wait, was. Wait, what do you mean? Wasn't wasn't Prop Eight the legalization? No, right, it nope. was taking it away. Prop 8 made gay marriage illegal in, in California. California. Oh, that's right. It was no on Prop 8. I mean, th- okay. I mean that was, okay. I mean, again, your confusion was also probably a big reason why it passed because people didn't know what yes and no meant on the context. The prop- yeah, yeah, on Prop 8. It was confusing. Well, no, no, no. I just couldn't remember which, yeah, I yeah. couldn't remember if it was like you, Prop 8 was the good thing or the bad thing. Yeah. But anyways, um, well, I will say, this film was screened prior to release for the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, GLAD. And GLAD representative told Entertainment Weekly, quote, The movie has some of the expected stereotypes, but in its own disarming way, it's a call for equality and respect. So it was run by the yeah. the, the Alliance Against Defamation. Like, so, 2007 was... A different time still. It was a different time. It really time. was. Yeah. I, I do it appreciate was a different time. where... It was 15 years ago. Like, this is before Drag Race. I wanna, Let's put that in the context. True. This that is, is before, before Drag RuPaul's Race. Drag Race. 
I, okay, yeah, this was so long ago, and that's why I think it needs at least a teeny bit of leeway. Not enough, yeah. but a teeny bit of that's leeway. That's true. I appreciate... Like, for context, for context, Clay Aiken jokes were still somewhat relevant. True. <laughs> they made Clay Aiken jokes in the movie. Oh, my God. When they're in, like, Vegas, Canada, and all Adam Sandler is doing is making Niagara cheap, below-the-belt gay jokes by every single, like, wedding chapel. Do we need to put another entry into a why is Rob Schneider always playing a different race? Well, Speaking I, yes. of Niagara Falls. It's like, it, like, is Rob Schneider half Filipino? Sure. Yes. But does that give him carte blanche to just make... The to, most offensive racist yeah. stereotypes. I'm I pretty sure he so. altered his eyes in this movie. He did. No, there was like there was, there like, was like prosthetics like, on his eyes yeah. to make he it look like that. He put in false teeth. They had the teeth. Magnifying eyeglasses. He did. The they did the like the fucking cheapest joke in the world, which was the L and the R thing. Oh god. Like yeah. I want I want everyone to know. <laughs> You know, for all you racist listeners. Um, <laughs> all of our racist <laughs> listeners. So many of you. Japanese people don't have R in their language, but they also don't have L. They have neither. It's kind of a in-between anyways. So, like, it, do- it, doesn't, it doesn't correlate on either end. The R all sound right? in Japanese is a combination of R, L, and N. Because you're touching your tongue to the roof of your mouth. When you, it's, I thought it'd be R, L, and D. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like, like Ro. Well, it's like Ro. I'm just thinking about what uh, Gunnar Sensei said in high school. Because, like, <laughs> it, it's, it's not Ra, Ri, Ru, Re, Ro. If you're touching your tongue to the roof of your mouth, it's La, Di, Ru, De, Do. Uh, I know my pronunciation is probably hot That garbage. still feels more, like, closer to a D than an N to me. Just, but anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Rob Schneider... Did this not... was one of the worst we've seen? I think. Do you him. think it was worse than Click? Was he in Click again? Who was he in Click? He was the Arabian prince. I think this is better than Click. Yeah, because this was lo- He was in that character longer in this movie than he was in Click. I Click th- was just the beginning, right? Just like a brief scene. I think that the Rob Sch- yeah. this Rob Schneider character was really bad at first, but as the movie, as the scenes with him went on. He was kind of. He just ended up being a more subtle character, by and Rob. Chuck and Larry. Yeah, I and do Chuck think. Yeah, I think. I think what happened was initial was like, hey, let's play up the fact that he's Asian, and then as it went on, it was he kind of just kind of he became his own character. Yeah, and I was less aggravated. Was it any less? Racist? You know, from like a no. from like a from like a nine to a seven of aggravation. <laughs> um, yeah. But like I did I honestly did like chuckle with the circle jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean the first time I was like okay, like I thought it was funny cuz I'm like every single fucking like basic as efficient does do that analogy of like a ring is like a circle, it's never ending, it's representative <laughs> of your love, blah blah blah. But then he's like, well cuz you see like cuz with the triangle, like I did think <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And then the second time he did it, I'm like, all right, whatever. But then, once again, rule of thirds, third time he did it at the end, I'm like, I love it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it's kind of how um, I feel about his character in Mr. Deeds of like, this should be more offensive than it is enjoyable, but somehow it's like towing a weird line. 
Who is he, Mr. D? I think it's because they like Vaguely as the Middle I think Eastern it's delivery guy. You mean Big Daddy? I meant to say Big Daddy. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I thought I knew exactly what you meant, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think what it the reason I think the reason for it is because like the more he's on screen, the less the joke is emphasizing the race part, and now he just kind of becomes a character, and jokes are played on you know other aspects of the personality. Usually, it's like they're dumb or weird, and not they're dumb or weird because he is whatever right. race he's trying to be. Uh, like when they were walking into the chapel, I did actually kind of get like a laugh when he was like, he's like, it's gotta be Jewish. I don't want to piss off my mom and dad. And he was like, I'm Catholic. I don't want to piss off Mel Gibson. I thought that was a funny line. <laughs> I, did, I missed that. And you know, what and I, he, but, but then Adam Sandler just goes, because uh. <laughs> it's like, what is a Jewish person supposed to say about Mel Gibson <laughs> in this context? Um, also, right immediately before that, I did. I got. I also got a glimpse of like, oh, if they just leaned into this, it would have been better, kind of a thing, where when they were in the cab, like driving to the trying to find a chapel in Niagara Falls, and the cab driver like got homophobic and they were just they immediately got very brooklyn yeah. and defensive and be like what the fuck are you talking about man like are you homophobic like yeah. what the fuck and i'm like i would have loved it if they were actually gay but like still this brooklyn and violent like yeah. that would have been a really fun dynamic i'm like you idiot yeah. homophobic I mean, I did, canadian I... don't fuck with crazy new yorkers They're yeah crazy yeah <laughs> yeah i thought it was funny like how many aggravated assault charges have these guys dodged in this movie? <laughs> so because, <clears throat> yeah, I did like the the dichotomy of, like, we're not gay and we're, like, super uncomfortable with being labeled as such. But if you talk shit, it doesn't matter. If you're talking shit about me because I'm gay, I'm still a tough guy Brooklyn dude and I'll kick your fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I did kind of like, I was like, okay, like, you and know, I some do, redeeming quality about that think... is that they're like, we can, we can joke about it because we're the protagonist of the movie, but you can't talk shit. Yeah. I mean, I will say that where the movie fails, though, is that they do still joke about it in an offensive way themselves, whereas yes. I wish that, like, that wasn't part of it. But I do see that the movie was trying to, like, Get, like, by the end of the movie, even they were like, we shouldn't joke about this. I'm going to be very defensive and speak up for gay people. At least that's where they were trying to be headed. Yeah, circling, yes. circling that's what they back, were attempting to do. Circling yeah. back to where we were talking about before the Rob Schneider stuff, I did want to say I appreciate this, the mission of the movie of like here's some two like here's a normal dude and maybe a particularly like loosely homophobic dude and this movie was also just full of so yeah, misogyny adam sandler's worst character oh, yet God. but the twins that's, i'm like that's how you open the movie i hated that um i hated that yeah but the fact that by the end of the movie he's like, I used to say the F slur all the time, and I've learned that it's not. Like I feel like Adam Sandler was using his platform to try to communicate to his audience a an important message of tolerance. If only Matt Damon had seen yeah. this movie in two thousand seven, <laughs> he wouldn't have had to wait for his daughter to tell if him Matt that the F Dam- word was a bad word. Listen. This movie didn't air in Boston. <laughs> They're like, it <laughs> this, this movie did not release in Boston. 
homophobic word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, also, I want to say uh, I did a count, and that word was used a lot <laughs> eight times. Yeah, eight times. That's a lot for any movie. That's a lot. I know. That's, I was shocked. I think that's the most I've ever heard this word in a movie ever. Yeah. And I like the first time he says it, he says it like twice, like one after the other, like really yes. in quick succession. And I was like, because I think I wrote my notes like, oh, I said the F word. Oh, I said it again. I was like, oh, my God. Where, was it really? I mean, I, I just like going back to 2007. It was I, very common. Yeah. It was a it was. very common word in 2007. So and, and, to the, and, so like, and especially even just like the less quote unquote less offensive version of just calling anything gay that was such, like this was probably around the time when Hillary Duff had did her don't say gay commercial right I mean I just started watching the boondocks and that show came out in 2005 and there there's like a catchphrase of one of the characters who just goes you gay <laughs> but um I, I mean, even when I was in college, people were still oh, yeah. saying. I mean, I went to college in Missouri, but still. No, your gay was like, as an insult, I mean, hey. so common. I yeah. even said it in eighth grade. I mean, stuff. Gray, I'm sure you, I know you suffered the brunt of a lot of that because your name is like one letter off. So I know that yeah. was a traumatizing moment for you in childhood. <laughs> Um, I, hold on, I, before yeah, we Yeah, I mean, on. it was, I, so I'm happy to say that, like, by the time I got to college, if someone did use the F word, it was very much like, whoa. Yeah. Like, it was, it was being said to provoke more so than, like, just used in passing, you know? Like, whoever said it knew that they would, like, it would be like a, whoa kind of thing yeah unfortunately i still did have friends that would do it and i'm like i would talk to them and they'd be like shut up you know because that's how that's how 19 year old college dudes are yeah um but for the most part also like saying like oh that's pretty gay was also like kind of out the window it's still there but like you know by 2014, 2015, it was already starting to kind of, like, mm-hmm. push its way Yeah, I would hope door. so. I would hope so. Um, but I was, like, fully a freshman in high school, and this movie came out, so... And I went yeah. to College of Missouri from, like, 2010 to 2013. As the oh, yeah. President. I mean, I didn't stop saying... I didn't stop saying that word until, like... I think it was, like, Allegra had to sit me down, like, my sophomore year of high school and be like, I don't think you understand... Yeah, I remember that ...how shitty this word is. And I was like, okay, noted. And I, I don't think like... that's how I. I don't think that's how the conversation went. I was probably pretty defensive, but then I <laughs> like from then on, I stopped really saying it. As the gay sibling, yeah, I did want to say like it's the. I understand the like the really big issue is that it is a really fun word to say. <laughs> it's a su- it's hilarious, um, which is why I love when gay comedians are able to deftly deploy it. Yeah. And like their stand up and stuff. It is like still very much like a if a you know, you can say it wrong and it feels oh, yeah. it feels like a like a real lightning bolt and like just really scary. But um there's one use of it that I despite everything can't help but always find it hilarious and that's in Step Brothers when Adam Scott <laughs> 
says it when Will Smith, Will Ferrell, I mean, not Will Smith, that would have been different. different Will. Will, Ferrell, <laughs> Will Ferrell's like, do you want a hug? And Adam Scott's immediate reaction is, you would, you'd like that, wouldn't you, faggot? And, and that was, gets me every fucking time. Oh. Anyway. Oh, anyway, that's a gr- that move. Hey, that movie qualifies for this list. It does or for this this podcast. Oh yeah, we that Just, should definitely go on our draft list. Oh boy, I haven't. Yeah. I've only seen. I that haven't movie seen once. that movie probably since before 2010. So. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen that movie a lot. Um, I mean, it's been a it's been a couple years, but like, that was like one of the first R-rated movies that I was allowed to watch. Um, okay, but back to uh, <laughs> the movie. Uh, Tila Tequila is in this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, she Tila was in Tequila. The orgy. Jesus, little cameo. Um, uh, I really hate it. Flat Earther, Nazi, Nazi. champion, no, um, fake bisexual. She also probably set back the uh, gay rights a little bit. Well, why, because Charlotte loved Tila, Tila Tequila. When you well, say, even though it's a fake, when you say push back gay rights, it's like. For straight people. Yeah. Straight people's understanding of things. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, like, gay people weren't <laughs> confused. How about, how about the better way of saying it is gay acceptance? Yeah. Or just or maybe queer even just understanding about what gayness bisexual. is. Because, like, Kevin James was like, oh, well, my wife died and I swore off women, so now I'm into dudes. Yeah, I, can, I feel like we could also deploy something that uh, a podcast that I listen to they deem things gay rights and gay wrongs. Tequila, tequila, gay wrong. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Net gay wrong. You know what I mean? Net. Wow, Holland <laughs> stared. Holland stared right into the camera to say that to me. For the first time realize, this podcast, she looked. She looked me dead in the fucking I didn't eyes. I was, you chose this. Hey, let me look at you in the face. You chose I didn't, this. Movie. I didn't mean to look you in the face. I was looking at the time, and it happened to be right under the camera. Can on my I? Computer. Um, <laughs> can I tell you? I was gay wrong. I'm sorry <laughs> for drafting this movie. I clocked at one actual gay thing about this movie. Okay. Um, Enlighten me. That clearly straight people wrote, right? It's not okay. just Lance Bass is here. Right. You know, obviously an actual gay person in the movie, but like... Do we think Lance Bass was the only gay person in this movie? I mean, statistically, no. He no. He yeah. There was also... There was also... Uh, Richard Chamberlain. But I'm just saying... Of Actor this- Richard Chamberlain both who and musician Lance Bass, both who have come out as gay. Okay. I'm just saying that in terms of something that the clearly straight writers did to try and make a gay movie, this is the only gay thing they actually did, um, is when they were uh, walking in the Pride Parade, and he goes... And they tell each other their Zodiac signs. <laughs> where Chuck yes, is a I was thinking that where I'm like... That's kind of funny. I'm um, like, they're both Earth signs. I'm like that makes sense. <laughs> That's compatible. Uh, That's and the, hey, those were their real. I, those were the actors' real birthdays. Oh, I did. I would not have imagined Kevin James as uh, an Earth sign, but if he was going to be any Earth sign, I think Taurus makes. Yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and I totally. Adam, I can definitely see Adam Sandler as a Virgo. He's so productive. Also, can we also make Santambler Santambler because his birthday is also in September? I thought it was just because Santambler sounded funny. Virgo season. 
I think we yeah, maybe I, decided I think on that it, was and just then strictly... it was happy coincidence that his birthday is also in September. Well, happy yeah, Virgo it was strictly season. coincidental. Happy Virgo season to Adam Sandler and all Virgos. I know that all Virgos treat their birthdays like a fucking event, and all Virgo season is a, an event to them, so I hope you're celebrating. Are you sure so you're talking about I want, no, I want to well. say two things about Happy Madison Productions. Okay. Um, I feel like it, it really took a turn in the 2000s where, and it was really bad in Grown Ups and we talked about it, but I just, I hate that like, they, like Adam Sandler really started to just like over glorify, not glorify, that's the wrong word, but just like make his characters like way too like. Cool, quote unquote. Yeah, cool. Like, like, tried to make him way, like, so cool. Ladies' man. Like, almost none of the jokes are directed at him. And, like, the one yeah. thing I will, like, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, that he actually, like, I guess surrendered that in this movie and, like, did make himself the butt of jokes. Albeit the butt controversial jokes with jokes. the girl thing. Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> um, but, like, I just, it really bothers me that in, like, the later Adam Sandler movies... Like, the later 2000s in particular, like, it was just, like, so, like, shoved down our throats of, like, he's super cool, everyone loves him, he's a ladies' man, like, no wrong, he can do no wrong, basically, except for, like, one super loose character flaw that helps to push the movie kind of forward, and that's all he'll allow. And, like, in the earlier movies... Yeah, because, like, in the earlier movies, like, Happy Gilmore was flawed from the beginning. Like, he was, like, super, like, you know, he was down on his luck. He was a loser, had a temper, and then, like, found a niche that made it work, but then still struggled throughout the movie. Same with, like, Billy Madison. Like, he was a rich kid. He was, like, looked, you know, it was definitely weird, and, like, people thought he was a loser, but then he, like, overcame and then prospered same with the water boy he was an outcast but like but then like it probably reflects how adam sandler was actually feeling like in the 90s when he was up and coming he probably felt like he was a loser as a teenager but then after the 2000s he has so much success that that's what he's contemplating of like i'm so successful that but like my ego is what the problem is he's just like He's like, I'm so cool, obviously, everyone agrees, and I just need to learn how to humble myself while still being awesome. Yeah, I think he... Yeah, and that's another thing I hate, is he's so cool, but it's like, oh, but I'm humble. I'm the most humble person out there. Like, that's just how his his vibe is in most of these movies, and it really annoys me. It's pretty hollow. Yeah. Yeah, That Lonely Island song about being humble. (laughs) I think that Adam Sandler is the best when he is an underdog and in the 2000s yes. he does not play that kind of character no at least not in happy Madison movies so I, or i guess maybe like 50 first dates was probably the last one no because even then character. even then he was still like a ladies man but then he but then he still actually like stumbled and he was endearing with Drew Barrymore. I don't know. He managed to toe yes. the line better in 50 first dates, I guess. 
but yeah, he, I think that was just the writing was better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there is um, a scene in the but, movie in which okay, can we talk about how Jeremy from Passport to Paris yeah! is in this movie? <laughs> He's the oh initial agent how, guy. He, yeah, I wish he was in it longer. I know. Me I too. thought he was. I thought he was going to be the investigator. So I was like, oh my god, he's going to be in the movie. But then, I I loved Steve Buscemi as as the investigator, anyways. Yeah. Um. But I, I was a little bummed that it wasn't going to be Jeremy from Passport to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved how, like, not endearing uh, Buscemi was. Yeah. And, like, but, like, loved to try to be, but was just the worst. Like, I did actually think that was kind of funny because it never relented. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Buscemi I did like was that. great in this and, movie. And the, the other thing that I actually did get, like, an actual laugh out of because it was just like I think it was a well executed callback that took me off guard but it was when um Kevin James's son was doing his like rehearsal um for Annie and like you know he like did it and then did his tap dancing uh Adam Sandler goes man that's the you're the second best dancer I've ever seen and he's like who's the first and he's like that homeless guy from my wedding oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually did get a laugh just because I thought it was like a well-placed callback because like during the wedding I'm like whatever like standard Sandler like let's make a really like raggedy homeless dude be the joke and it's not ever really that funny but then the callback I think made it funny and then he was at the end right yeah he came back yeah he was in was like he in was at the wedding somebody, but I can't remember who um, it, w- it was the the firefighter who's right, like, I'm right, a right. the firefighter. I do appreciate that Adam Sandler does genuinely love Kevin James's children. Yeah, and, and he that's like why he's motivated to do this. Yeah, I love that he's... Adam Sandler helped the son like put his audition routine together and was very supportive of his likes and interests, even though he was still kind of making fun of him for potentially being gay who knows but he was still supporting his dreams more than kevin james was that's true that's true yeah 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 um jessica beale's studio question mark has the largest fireplace i have ever seen (laughs) in any kind of suggestion of a manhattan apartment yeah i think i wrote down somewhere that like jessica beale's apartment is huge and weird it's just like such a weird configuration that i'm like this is just a set, and I can't make sense of the, this. Apartment. It was like a giant gothic stone fireplace that felt more at home in like a medieval hall. <laughs> and I'm like, in what building in Manhattan do you have this huge ass fireplace? It's like something out of Ghostbusters. Um, while we lo- like while Buscemi was a good use of like the Sandler group. For the first time, David Spade was a bad use. (laughs) Like, I did not enjoy the David Spade, uh, Spade. Playboy Bunny, fake out, offensive, transphobic. I wrote this down. Situation. I wrote. I can't tell if David Spade doesn't know how to act gay or he just refuses to. (laughs) It's like his whole life he's just had like a beautiful, slight frame and golden hair and he's just like a little button and it's like every single aspect of his being is to be like 
I don't ever want anyone to assume I'm a woman or gay, so I must become extremely repulsive in the straightest way possible. And I'm like, have you just, you just relinquished that part of yourself that, like, could just pretend, could act, do your job? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I wasn't incredibly, like, offended by David Spade. For me, I just thought it was unnecessary. Yeah. It was just, it, it was, was lazy. So much of this movie is lazy. I did like Nick Swartzen's character, I will say. I did. I also hated Nick Swartzen's character. <laughs> I thought it was crazy at the end when he's getting married, and it's Kevin Butterfly McDonald. I'm like, his middle name is Butterfly? <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I just, I think I just, it reminded me of Nick Swartzen from Reno 911, and <laughs> I really liked Nick Swartzen in Reno 911. They killed um, me. This was probably around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably was. Is and this... so like, I, and also like, I don't think other than like him perpetuating the whole girl guy thing, he wasn't ever like overtly. He was. Stereoty- he wasn't. Like not yeah. stereotypical, but he wasn't overtly like offensively stereotypical. He was just like, you know, a little like fairy boy like having fun at the party it was clearly just nick swartzen having fun like you put nick swartzen in a butterfly costume he's like okay let's have some fun yeah Yeah, exactly that's (laughs) what i thought like i don't think he was trying to like play up being gay i thought he was just trying to play up being nick swartzen i only have one more note that i i feel like okay okay maybe two more notes but like one (laughs) is when uh steve buscemi is going through their trash and they're like our trash isn't gay enough and so they're like looking around kevin james's house they're going gay trash gay trash gay trash and i was like me me i'm here what do you want stop (laughs) calling my name um but i was also like but gay people wouldn't throw all these things away I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I guess if you're done reading that magazine, yeah. uh, if it's an empty bottle of K-Y or like an jelly, album, like a Liza right? Minnelli album or something. Or I'm maybe like... they just were stocking up for their apartment just in case anyone stopped by. They just had materials. Right. Um, the other thing was at the end of the movie, they're like, you're celebrities for the gay community now. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't think the gay community would think that they were heroes for trying to, like, take advantage of the system by getting gay married which is a right that gay people have been fighting for for a really long time but i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm like maybe that like the gay community of new york city would have thought it hilarious that they beat some homophobes ass at the end of that uh, halloween party but i don't know if it would go too much farther than that yeah i'm done Graham. yeah no that's fine um closing arguments for me is mainly just writing on I didn't I don't think the sit through ability should be like pegged all the way down because I definitely like while I didn't like love this movie I barely I don't even want to say I liked this movie <laughs> I could I could get through it without like checking the time or like rolling my eyes like trying to find something else to do like I could at least like sit through it and like get to the end without it feeling like I was, you know, peeling off my own fingernails like I did with Click. Um, and also with Can I Follow, like, yes, sorry, Grown Ups. Um, so and Can similar. I Follow, I'm like, okay, sure, the initial, like, jumpstart of the premise is shaky, but otherwise, like, it's a pretty easy path to walk down to, like, understand. And, yeah, you have to have some suspension of disbelief, and it's offensive and stereotypical and 
you know, not that funny, <laughs> but it's pretty easy to follow and know where it's going to go. Yeah. I ra- I did raise. Does it hold up? I raised no. Both of those Is it appropriate for children? <laughs> no. Does it hold high nostalgia? No. But I could sit through it decently well and I could follow it pretty damn well. I feel like this And that's Sorry. I feel like this is maybe what I was trying to argue in Grown Ups, but you've only given me the words to phrase it now is that even though it's stupid and doesn't make sense why it's getting to point to point, it's like you know why you things... know where it's going. Yeah. You're like yeah. they're gonna He's gonna get with Jessica Beale for some reason, even though there's no reason she should possibly forgive him for deceiving her. Also, or there's just yeah. They're they're gonna like they're not gonna get in real trouble for deceiving anyone because they're the good guys of the movie. It's like it shouldn't make any fucking sense, but the plot calls for it, so you're not surprised why they get there. All right, are we ready to run through again? Does that make sense, Gray? Did I? I know what you meant. Nostalgia, I still have it a two. I also still have it a two. Sit through, I did raise to a four. I also raised my sit through to a five. Appropriate, I'm keeping at a two. I'll keep that as a three. Does it hold up? I'm keeping at a two. Um. Yeah, I'm maybe gonna keep that at a one. <laughs> And can I follow this? I raised to a six. I raised to a four. Okay. Um, damn. But, you know, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, let me it's always the add these up. Man. It's pretty small numbers, so it shouldn't take that long. <laughs> um, do you want to give it any bonus points? I'm trying to figure that out right now. I, okay, so I have a very specific memory related to when Holland saw this movie. It's when Facebook was newer and, like, people who weren't in college could start signing up for it. So Holland had a Facebook account, and it was, like, really rudimentary, and she was sending a message to Tyler, the, her friend who she saw this movie with. I remember she sent her, like, a picture of a butterfly on early Facebook because she's like, it's a reference to this movie. And I remember thinking about that when I saw this movie. Like, how could a butterfly be relevant? Was there, like, a tramp stamp or something? <laughs> and then Nick Swartzen appears, and I'm like, is this the butterfly <laughs> she was talking about? Yeah. So um, I'll give it a bonus point for that specific Chuck and Larry uh, knowledge. That's the only reason why this has, like, nostalgia is because I remember this very random specific memory. And it's maybe the only reason I sat through Chuck and Larry the first time I saw it. I don't think I'm gonna give it one. I'm sorry, Gray. (laughs) I just, I can't, there's nothing in this movie that I was like, but I liked that part. (laughs) Everything was just kind of like, Jessica Biel's really pretty? (laughs) How about that? Ever since BoJack Horseman, I can't help but, like, just associate her really terrible BoJack Horseman character. Oh, I don't know where to say this, but I did just want to mention that while I had the subtitles on, they were, like, mistranslating things into English, and it kept referring to sex as fried rice. So I just wanted to to let everybody know that 
That was part of my bonus point for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'll throw you a bone, Gray. I'll give you a bonus point for Jeremy for being in this for just a second. Because he was delightful when he was there. He was delightful. (laughs) I was like, was he gay? He seemed like the most genuinely gay person in this movie. Yeah. (sighs) I'll give you a bonus point for Jeremy. Um, So (laughs) with the bonus points tallied up, this movie comes in. I'm so curious. At a 25. Oh my god! Oh, no! <laughs> the appropriate for children will get you every time. But also, just all of it. This movie was. N- <laughs> it was a hot mess. <laughs> and the holdup was also not. <laughs> the holdup was bad. No one should see this movie. Beneficial for him. Grown Ups yeah. is a waste of time, um, but it won't actually guys, offend you. don't see this movie. <laughs> don't watch it. Officially the lowest um, scoring movie. <laughs> by a lot. By um, 11 points. Let me let me give you guys some, some trivia. The budget for this movie was $85 million. Box office was 187.1. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I contributed to that, just like I contributed to Grown Ups. Hans <laughs> and Adam Standler. <laughs> the book that Chuck reads to Larry's kids is The Puppy Who Lost Its Way, which is the same book Miss Lippy reads in Billy Madison. Um, Will Smith, Nicolas Cage, Jan- James Gandolfini, Vince Vaughn, and Owen Wilson all showed interest in the project at some point. What? <laughs> James Gandolfini? Um, Gandolfini <laughs> was in this fucking movie. This would be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Who would he have been? <laughs> if he would like, have been Larry? The Dan Aykroyd? Or one of the main people? If he would have been Larry. This would have been a If it was fun- Will Smith and James Gandolfini as oh, Chuck and Larry. my God. Wow. Um, co-screenwriter Alexander Payne disowned the film, claiming that Sandler changed most of what Payne and co-writer Jim Taylor had written, calling the film, quote, offensive, homophobic, and generally stupid. Wow. So it that is, almost was better. That explains so many of these angry Rotten Tomato reviews that I read. So, 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 so many people in the, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, Rotten Tomatoes reviews were like, how is pain connected to this script at all? Okay. Where is pain? I don't, I don't see okay. it. How is he related? Oh, I'm there, there's pain. There's yeah. pain. There's <laughs> pain. Um, pain is nine out of why. So producer Ch- Tom Shattuck, or Shadyac, I don't know, um, had planned this film as early as 1999. Wow. Originally titled I Now Pronounce You Joe and Benny was announced at starring Nicolas Cage and Will Smith with Shadyac directing. Wow. Maybe with the original script. Guys, I would absolutely see this movie if it was James Gandolfini and Nick Cage. Oh my god, unhinged. David Dobkin was originally set to direct, but dropped out to make Fred Claus. Oh, he missed out. Um, Probably made more money. In January of 2020, 2020, a member of Chicago's city council cited the film during an argument over a city plan to set aside contracts for gay and transgendered owned businesses. Alderman Walter Burnett said, Quote, I think about that movie about the two firemen where they were faking like they were gay to get benefits. That's a concern of mine. How do you distinguish that? 
Wow. Can I? That's all I have for you guys. Can I read you some of my favorite Rotten Tomato reviews that I found? How long are they? We'll go by really fast. Um, the, uh, so there's a top critic who gave it a bad review in 2007 saying, one of the year's most stunningly feeble offerings, and then right below that was a fresh review going, this film is stupid, but it has a reckless bravery. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And then there's this one from 2007 that is like, it must be a lie. This has to be a fake review, because he says, enjoyable, sharply written, and frequently hilarious. What? This is Adam Sandler's best comedy since The Wedding Singer. <laughs> what? I don't know. All right. Um, Why couldn't that guy be scoring my fucking <laughs> Um Speaking of that scores, idiot. we've technically reached the end of another cycle Round. of three. So I'll just run down everyone's <sighs> scores right now. Um, I have 733, Allegra has 788, and Gray has 837. So, Gray, you still have more than 100 points than I do, so I think you're, like, okay. You can take this hit. Yeah, you're comfortably taking <laughs> you're this hit. You're still, like, 50 yeah, points but... ahead of Allegra. <laughs> yeah, but I could have been much, much higher. Oh, I got, you. dude, 25 with... Bonus points. (laughs) This is guys two weeks in a two weeks in a row we've hit a new record for lowest. I know. I really so that leads us in. Let's hope the hat can redeem Sam Tembler. Can I choose this one again? Yeah, and give us something that's not a piece of shit. Gray, what are you hoping for? What do you hope Holland gets? I hope it's I hope it's, it's the wedding singer. Happy Gilmore. Or oh yeah, or the wedding singer. God, leave it to me to Just choose so hard. Don't though. be messed with that's the only one I don't want. It's the wedding singer. <laughs> Thank If anyone deserves it, God. it's Holland. Thank fucking Holland God. Needed, Thank Holland fucking needed God. a fucking break. What? I accidentally tore it. Oh, <laughs> I did need a break, but also, you know what? We all needed a break from we, the last two movies that we just watched. This would have been easily the worst Sand Templar of all time. <laughs> the Sand Templar gods continue to shine down on me. <laughs> and uh, thank uh, God. Thank fucking God. Wow, what a brutal slog. Wow. I, can't, I still hold that if we had gotten Don't Mess With the Zohan, it still would not have been as bad as you think well, it's going to be. we'll find out next year. But yeah, we'll worry about that next year. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, God. I have not had a good San Templar history. I had Did you Click, get click? last year. <gasps> and I now yeah. pronounce you checking. I guess I also had Mr. Deeds. Oh, yeah. That's but, true. Like, you had two. Oh, wait. Mr. Deeds actually scored a 91. Yeah. Mr. Deeds we was surprisingly Deeds. amazing. We loved Mr. Deeds. Um, so I'm hoping for a similar affinity for the wedding singer. I feel like I got to I guess I'll just say it was rocky for me. Honestly, I'm so excited to watch The Wedding Singer, especially after the last two movies we've had to watch. I mean, we just watched the best comedy since The Wedding Singer, so we might <laughs> <Apparently>. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Might as well go back to the beginning, according to this critic. Yeah, this critic also doesn't believe Fifty First States is the best Adam Sandler comedy since The Wedding Singer. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, okay, 
You mean, yeah. I wonder so, if that review was supposed to be for 50 First Dates and he accidentally put it on Nine Down Pronouncing Chuck and Larry. Uh, <laughs> one can only hope. <laughs> yeah, sharply written, very funny. Yeah, it was frequently hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LatchkeySibs, or you can email us at LatchkeySibs at gmail.com. Please send us all your pre-watch notes. Even if it's for something we've done before. I know we do a little bit of pre-recording. But we also have a couple movies left upcoming as well post-Spooky Sibs. So if you have any pre-watch notes for Bring It On, Jungle to Jungle, Clock Stoppers, Little Giants, and Little Rascals, that's we're not even going to be getting to those until like November. Like end of October, November. So please send us your pre-watch notes at least on those ones. That could be fun. Send us your Adam Sandler thoughts. I w- I am deeply curious about how other families experience the chaotic god who is Adam Sandler and his multiverse. Yeah. I really want to know how people view Halloween. If there's any Halloween media you're really excited for. So write us. Email oh yeah, us. send us suggestions for the Spooky Sibs draft because we're gonna be doing that soon too. So, yeah. Uh, Until next week, goodbye. Bye.